Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW. It's Mordechai Weinberger, licensed clinical social worker, and our very special Harav Nissen. Looking forward to taking any questions or comments that you might have along the mental health field. The number to call in and ask your question or comment is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. So I'd like to start and at least share with everyone a little, a beautiful positive that we've received over here, that I've received, and I think it's just the concept of people when we're growing, when we're moving, how, how things affect us. And the concept is, let me go read it over here. Hi, Mr. Weinberger. Here's some feedback. Last year, my ILA rating, and just for people to understand what that means, I stands for the subconscious. L is the logic and action. A is for action. So basically, I ask people to rate their position where they are in life based on this ILA. So is your subconscious, do you feel positive about yourself from 1 to 10? Logic, how smart are you? When you get new information, are you able to understand it, or do you think you just don't seem to understand it? And then action is, let's say you have a great feeling. Let's say you know what you're doing, but can you do it? And you need all three to be successful. So I find the alternative subconscious therapy deals with the I, the inspiration, the subconscious, logic. The logic therapy deals that's the cognitive therapy. And A, or the action, is the behavioral therapy. So most therapy modalities today use the L and the A, the logic and the A. So here's a person that's saying about a year ago, my ILA was, let's say, a 1, a 3 was a logic, and an action was a 2, and that's at a 10. It's a total of six. A year later, with therapy, your phone line, the radio shows, the book fueled my therapy process to go faster. And that's what I'd like everyone to realize and have listen. It's amazing that people are just listening and just the information that they're getting, that even though they haven't come to us for therapy, just listening and getting information has helped that now their rating is the inspiration from a one to a 10, which was a one, is now a seven. The logic, which was a three, now with the information they've gained is a seven. And their action, which was a two, now they're able to move. It's a six. And that total is seven times seven times six is 294. I feel great. I feel alive. I wish I can share this feeling with everyone. I still got a lot of work to do. But even in the hardships, the bumps, and the challenges, I'm almost, it, challenge is almost exciting. You got great, awesome thanks. And Ravnison, this is addressed to both of us. So this is a beautiful, a beautiful message for us to recognize. Thank you. We are going to go to Mrs. N. Mrs. N, you're on with Mordechai. Yeah, hi. Okay. So I'm calling regarding my daughter. She is um, my third child. Um, she's maturing early, and I have a very hard Wait, I'm time I'm sorry, I'm it. not hearing you clearly. Can you say that again? She's your third child, she's you maturing said. maturing Early. Wait, I'm sorry. Your phone is not coming out clear. It's coming out very broken. Are you calling from a Hold cell on. phone? Let me. Um... All right. We're going to go to Mr. Y, and then we'll go back to you. Call right, call right back, and we'll take your call right after. Okay. Can you okay. hear me now? No. It's still just as bad. It's breaking up. We can't hear you. Apologize. Listen, can we go to Mr. Y? Yeah, Mr. Y is here. Okay. Yes. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. Hi, Amy. Oh, this is still... I think the problem with this is your phone. Yeah, I think it's our phone that's breaking up over here. 
we, uh, we, uh, we are hearing very clear. Let's try again. I don't know. Oh, what's... then it's my phone. And I'm going to try to call right back in. Okay. Okay. So, I'm waiting on the line. Let's just hold on. I guess Hopefully, that you, okay. I can hold you, but I don't, I'm not sure that I can hold you. Okay, we have a couple technical problems, so we will be soon. And, and Do la Hashem, okay, so we are on the air. We're on the air, thank you all. Great, so we'll go to Mr. Y. Let's see, hopefully that is on the air, but you know, if not, we go to Mrs. B, but hold on, okay? Okay, let's see what happens. Hello, Y. Mr. Y is on air. Hello? Yes, yes. You hear us? Oh, the line is still, uh, isn't clear yet. I, right, we're having that. Let me try over here. No, I think it's okay, very clear. I don't know. I hear her. Listen, I just don't hear the most. All right, now we're here. Okay. Are you okay, okay now? Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for all the information, especially for the painting um, workshop and the uh, and anxiety. Uh, thank you very much. I have two questions. This is... Um, one, um, I want to know if it's possible that when I took the, the anxiety to surround your workshop, it made me a small problem. I mean, what I mean to say is that I use these tools a little bit also. Besides to help me, I, I also use them to disconnect from the emotions. For example, if someone, let's say one day I work hard and I don't make money, so instead of saying that it hurts me, I just say that, that if there years that they, um, days that years happen, years that days happen, the same thing that if someone screams at me, I say, I have my value, remember my protection, and shouldn't hurt me. But the question is, if, it, if I, uh, by now, it, it doesn't hurt me, I just start to fool myself a little bit. And my question is, because I think afterwards, I just got a lot of, um, um, a lot of physical pain, but I think maybe it's caused of um, disconnecting from the emotions. Is that possible? The feelings. Hello? Yes. Yeah, so let's go ahead and let's go take your question. Your question is that since you have taken the workshop, you've used some of the Asidus, and now you're wondering if it's when to use it and if you're using it appropriately. Correct? All right. Um, as I said, it's maybe um, using it, and um, I didn't implement it yet 100%, so... Right. And so I use it um, a, little bit, um, a little bit to help me, a little bit to disconnect from the feelings and say that that's not that's going to be a problem. And maybe, and, and I think that it could be that help that makes it a little bit of physical um, pain, if that's possible. So now you, let's, let's take step one, and then you've gone to step two. So the step one is you've taken the workshop, you've learned some tools, you're using it, that when you're having some anxiety, you're having some stress, that you're not taking it so personal. But then right. you're finding that you might be having some physical pains. Right. And you're wondering if it's from the information that you learned or from blocking out information. Blocking out. I've got to tell you 
no offense, but it doesn't really sound like you took the anxiety to serenity workshop. Because if you took the workshop, there's about 20 questions. It's a format that you follow, and that's how you recognize if you're doing better or not. So you're actually acknowledging the emotions. And as we taught you in the workshop about question number four, number five, is if you're having physical issues, to start learning how to tune into your body and ask your body what are the physical issues and why is it there. So it sounds to me, as I give the waiver at the beginning of the workshop, that if someone needs therapy, if someone needs guidance, this is not what a workshop's meant to do. A workshop is okay. meant to create an awareness. Why are you feeling the anxiety? Where is it coming from? Where is the control? What are the, the distortions? What are the blocks? If you're having physical problems, again, as we say, after you've gone to the medical doctor, after we've ruled it out, we right. start teaching you how to listen to the body if you're having any emotional issues. If, you, if I would have felt confident the way you've used the workshop, then you would have been able to utilize it and start tuning in. What is the physical message saying? What is right, the I have, to, I, have to, um, I have to be more that I didn't, this tool I didn't use too much. So, uh, yeah, you can't, wait, you um, can't not use it. Did you finish all four workshops? There's a pattern. I like them, but I didn't one, uh, use all, all of the tools there. So you, that's, can't that's, go uh, to you, you can't use tool number 17 or let's say number 15 if you didn't use tool number 4. There's a specific right. reason. Are you having physical issues to learn how to use? Is a worksheet. It means you follow the worksheet. Right. It's very simple. It's mm -hmm. you do number Thank one, good. Then you go number two, then you do number three. If you're choosing mm -hmm. to do what you'd like, then that's, again, why you need therapy, where someone okay. will guide you individually. Mm -hmm. So the workshop... I think that the body, body, body talk was on one, the third one or the fourth uh, workshop. That's and right. And you're not supposed to go yet. to number six. If you're having physical issues or if your body is speaking to you, before mm -hmm. you go to the solutions, we want to make sure you hear what your body is saying. Right. Maybe you're mm -hmm. denying or avoiding a major problem, which seems like what right. you're doing. Now, right. I want to take it further. The way you're asking your question, it means that workshop is not for you. I want to be very clear, and I told the people, it means you need now a therapist to speak to. Workshops are meant to create awareness and to give you tools. The same thing is with mm -hmm. a book. It's not meant to be the place of a therapist. And based on what you've asked your question, it already tells me you need a therapist. Mm -hmm. And that's my danger. That's why I haven't done workshops. That's my fear or my concern when I do parenting workshops. That's exactly my concern. People mm -hmm. are going to be taking it. They'll be telling themselves, I'm all better. And then they have a problem. And just from your question, I could already see a lot of things. And you need the guidance. You need one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one guidance. Mm -hmm. I don't like telling people... About the awareness, I just want to tell you that when I listened to the workshop, it sounded like you were in my house, and you know exactly what's going on. The whole exactly. exactly. I want you to know it's all over. That workshop is a beautiful <laughs> workshop because it's about creating. It's not only about anxiety. So many people took it that don't have anxiety. These are steps. This is about that inner control. When things have to go our way, especially someone like me, I'm so, like, I do so many different projects, and when things don't work out, I used to get so controlled. Like, even imagine now, we, we had a difficulty with my phone looks like calling in and hearing it clear. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to just let go, we made a mistake. I thought it was Mrs. N's phone. Now it's real. It's our, it was my phone, changing my phone, changing it, calling in. That's about surrendering. In the past, it would be so stressed and so nervous. However, I still go for therapy because I need the one-on-one -on -one advice or tuning in, not just general. See, here I made the Anxiety to Serenity worksheet. I made the workshop. But yet, I still go one-on-one -on -one for therapy because in my issues, I can't just do it from a worksheet. I need someone to be there, someone to say, come on, go deeper. What are you avoiding? You're missing something. You've said this three times. You've got to go even deeper now. 
Mm-hmm. You need someone to push you. That's where one-on-one comes in. That's where individual versus a group. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much. If I'm allowed to ask welcome. one more question. If, if we can make question. it quick, because we got a couple of people okay, on okay, that okay, like okay. to... <clears throat> that you always say that you should get more and more information. I heard one yeah. that is think like a knowledge trap, that you get too much information and you don't implement on the whole That's thing. That's exactly then, why and I and said go to a one-on-one what? therapist. Yes, my mm. friend, I hear that exactly that. <laughs> I hear you're someone that gets information, you're someone that's gnashing and you take from this and from that. And what I heard from your question is you need now someone to put everything together. You need someone to lead. You cannot help yourself when it's your issue. You can't. So I appreciate it, and that's exactly the awareness that we're getting from your, from your question. Mrs. So let's go back B. to Mrs. Haravnison. Mrs. B. Oh, Mrs. B. Mrs. B, you're on with Mordechai and Haravnison. Hello? Yes. Hello. Thank you very much for everything. I really enjoy your line. Yeah. Um, my question is about a five-year-old child. It's not a parenting question. I, uh, Thank you for doing that. I don't have to. <laughs> okay. Um, she's a girl, age five. Um, she has this personality that she's um, always being mavata. She's trying to please everyone. Um, if she's criticized or told off, she will always just nod her head and swallow it all in. She always has a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Even What's when your question? Great. Sorry? What? What is your question? So my question is that from time to time she has like a crazy outburst, and I feel that it's coming from that it's all too much. She's, she's, it's like a reaction from, mm-hmm. from, Great. from this, uh, like, bit of a yeah, uh, double so face. question? Excellent, excellent. So aware. You're so aware. Excellent. Now what's your question? <laughs> my question is how do I teach her balance? Ah, now... Why is that not a parenting question? Um, I've taken a parenting course. It never came in anywhere. I've okay. taken two, actually. All right. Then what the next suggestion is where you need more one-on-one advice how to help a five-year-old, because this is, again, age-appropriate, as I would tell you. It's what was the, the issue with the... With, I mean, I'll give you the information I'll tell an adult. Isn't that an is emotional... No, five years old. It's age-appropriate. Very I, I see because my husband has this very much to today's we'll day. Get there. That's why we go into parenting issues. There you go. Now, do you have the tools how to help a kid not to be so quiet and to be able to learn to be more assertive and to talk? Mm-hmm. That's a parenting question. It's a very simple parenting question. Okay, now, since you. your kid is five, it's different than eight or nine. So eight or nine, I would have done more role play and practice. With the five-year-old, you'd still do it, but I feel there's a lot more to your question. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. So let's just, let's just be clear with your question. Your question is that you have a child that's five that's not able to be assertive and keeps everything in and then sometimes can have an outburst. That's exactly age-appropriate and normal for children that not, that's not able to defend themselves. Or they don't know how. The way we do it is we try to teach them how to be assertive. We try to do some role play. With a five-year-old, when the issue could be the husband, that like you're saying, he is that way, but then it goes on, how do you deal with your husband when he can't be assertive? How assertive are you? So each of mm-hmm. these issues start getting brought up when we go be under the age. That's why the protocol in my office, if someone wants to come for any parenting issues, the parent must first go for several sessions. And that's the main goal, to be able to get the parent to be clear 
and to be able to identify what are their weaknesses, what's holding me back from being able to get the kids to do what has to get done. So if your husband has got a weakness in that, what's your weakness? That Why can't you teach the kid how to be assertive? So your husband's got a weakness. So uh, we all have weaknesses. I've got a weakness. And if my wife is stronger, she's able to, or if she's healthy in that area, she's able to overcome that weakness within my kids because now they have the balance. And that's why it's, again, a parenting question because that's where, what's holding you back? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so my recommendation is, for you to get the advice how to deal with it, for you to figure out not how to deal with your daughter, how to deal with it yourself when your husband isn't assertive, and some of your kids are going to do that. Uh, do you get triggered? Do you get upset at him? Do you try controlling him? Do you try pushing him? And you'll find mm-hmm. that you're going to try to do those same tools with your five-year-old daughter. So now when you took two parenting workshops, my recommendation is to go to any one of those two and set up a one-on-one appointment with the person that has given you that parenting workshop and bring up this topic. And they'll be able to give you some of the levels of being assertive, being tough, being able to teach the child how to communicate, how to express. Is there something that's going on along those lines? So thank you for calling in. You're welcome. The number to call and ask your question is 718-683-5858, Let us go to Mr. M. Mr. M, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. Hello? Hello, Mr. M? You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Okay, Harav Nissen, let's put him on hold. Hello, you're, you've called in? Harav Nissen, can we put him on hold? Yeah. Thank you. Mrs. R. Mrs. R. Mrs. R. Thank you, Mrs. R. You're on the air with Mordechai. Hello. And how are you? Thank you for your show. I find it very, very insightful, and I always learn something new. I just was—I wanted to give you some feedback. I called in a couple of weeks ago regarding my son who had to go back to camp on a bus, and I was triggered by tremendous anxiety about it. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. and I remember very clearly. Okay, yeah. and I, I found something very interesting. Um, a little while later, I was just listening to a recording of the show, and yeah. I heard myself ask the question, and I heard you answer, and I had a memory come back of when this child was three, and he got lost in a park. Yeah. And the fear of that all of a sudden came back, and the memory came back, and I had forgotten about it. And I found that so interesting because I imagine that's how real therapy also works. It awakens things that we might have forgotten and how we would learn things about why we react a certain way. That's right. And I just found that so helpful. Excellent. So let's take a step and actually identify what have you gained from it. Once you got that information, what have you gained from the question and answer? Well, that I didn't. We I don't feel like I really gained anything. I I know that I had an anxiety attack, sort of in a small way, and that I have to deal with that. But it helped me to know that there was a reason that I reacted with this child only mm-hmm. to this circumstance. It just made me feel, I guess, validated. I don't That's know. That's right. Isn't, isn't that great when you can recognize that you're a very normal, healthy person for everyone listening? I guess that's what it is. It made me feel 
That's normal right. for reacting because there really was something that triggered the feeling, I That's guess. That's right. Now, you don't have to stay stuck with the trigger means we can heal. Right. But that's right. a I'm, large I'm aware part. Of that. right. That's right. right. I, didn't th- I didn't think that that would take away the part that would have to be taken care of, but it, that's right. it gave me a grounded feeling sort of that um, there was right. a reason. Why it's with only this child that you should right. have that exactly. anxiety. <laughs> exactly. And that's and not developing in other places. And that is the way the subconscious works. The subconscious uh-huh. works in the way... I told you there are some things we gotta wake up. It yeah. doesn't allow us to sleep. We it's can't definitely better to be awake and to be aware and to have these little pinpricks, sort of, and then that's that's right. Instead of just being numb and dead. And now, now since you've mentioned this point, what you can recognize on the next step is that well, let's say your son has to go somewhere, and the trigger gets, or when you get triggered, try linking the two. In the Anxiety to Serenity workshop, we teach you how to link the trigger now to the trigger then. And many times you can come up with and the solution, the way to heal it is to coming up with solutions in the now that can help the then as well. It sounds a little complicated, but it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. What would make you feel safe if your son is now going away to camp? And it could be as creative and magical as possible. You could be imagining... I guess if I can shrink myself and go along in his pocket. (laughs) That's right. There you go. And if you can just close your your eyes and just feel what it's like, and knowing that whenever you want to know where he is, you can just close your eyes, shrink yourself, and, like, transport yourself right into that pocket, Mm -hmm. you'll notice the safety. And that's how the subconscious works. Subconscious does not need always the logic tools to heal it. It's on a complete different level. Yeah, it's but fascinating. So thank you. You see, your recording the of the programs is also change. helpful. It's not only when you're having it. It That's continues right. on. It's unbelievable. There are some clients that actually like to record the session because they feel that when they listen to it at another time, when they're not in the session space, mm-hmm. then they can appreciate it more. They don't feel like yeah. there's that battle or that, that give and take. Right, they can just listen to it calmly and just listen to the answer. That's right. And That's Yeah, right. I and found that was very, very interesting. Right. For those who do cognitive and behavioral therapy, it's usually recommended even. When you mm-hmm. do more subconscious therapy, it's less recommended because it doesn't matter. Whatever the subconscious gets, once mm-hmm. it's healed, it's healed, and we can forget about it. So it really depends which modality and therapy you use will help you out and will tell you about what you're going to be doing. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the number to call in is 718 68 and we're going to go to Mrs. N. Mrs. N, you're on with Mordechai. Yeah, hi. Okay, so I got cut off before. I'm back on. Sure, thank you. I apologize. By the way, it ended up being on my phone line, the issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm calling regarding um, my middle child. Okay, she's maturing early. Uh, I spoke to my pediatrician, so that part we took care of, and he said it's okay. Wait a second. Say that again. Wait. Sorry? What's the age? Um, almost nine. Okay, fine. <laughs> so we're just having everyone listening in. We don't take parenting questions under the age of about eight because most of the time the response is going to be you're healthy and you're normal and you just need guidance and skills how to do it. It's not something I can just give a little bit of information. No, I'm having a hard time with it. Go ahead. Okay, so how do I help myself because it brings back memory for mine? Okay, what's the question? Start all over. She's maturing early, and I have a hard time with it. It brings I back, don't know like, the appropriate memories of... Okay, this is... 
Yeah, this is, an appro- this is a family-oriented. I didn't really get what you meant when you said I was taking on a different level. So it's, we're on a public ear with a lot of people listening, so we're, it's just not a topic that we discuss on air. Okay, so let me ask you another question. Go ahead. Um, a lot of times she feels very helpless amongst her peers or her siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like something goes on and she feels like she can't speak up or like they do something wrong and she can't do anything back. How do I help her feel powered, empowered? Well, it, I just feel this is a very heavy-loaded question you've just asked me. And let me explain to you why. Before a therapist ever makes a recommendation, we first do an assessment. An assessment or an evaluation can be sometimes up to three sessions of, of about two hours and 15 minutes. Each, I'm saying all together, it's usually 45-minute sessions or an hour and a half sessions, each of the evaluations, because we want to know what's her confidence level. We want to know what's going on in her family. We want to know why she might be feeling different. We want to know how many years is this going on. We want to know, has she had, had, is she being bullied? We want to know, does she have a teacher that might have made fun of her? We want to know, is there any learning disability? We want to know, what has, that she had best friends and then they just dropped her? Or does she have a best friend that right now wasn't talking to her for the last three or four weeks? Each of these things affect the person for us to have an entire spectrum, and that's, that's just one level. Then we want to see, are there any diagnoses? Is she ADD? Is she, does she have OCD? Does she have whatever else is going on? These are just simple evaluations that we need to do just to have an idea. So when you're telling me you have a daughter that she's not feeling close with her peers, I have no idea what's going on. Is it just now? Is it for many years going on? No, Is there something going on in the family where her other siblings don't have a lot of friends or everyone always gets picked on? Sometimes you have in certain families where the parents no, no, aren't not, aware no, of what. No, 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 I'm not sure if you're understanding my question. Let's okay. say she has friends, but let's say a situation comes up, she feels... I think because she's like the youngest from her grade, she feels like she needs to listen to them. Like, I need, a, you know, I need to listen to the elders. I'm like, you're not the elder. You know what I mean? This girl's a couple of months older than you. If she has friends, let me ask something. Do you consider someone having friends if whatever the friends say they have to do? No, these are not her good friends. These are just So let's take it to elder. And if she has good friends, where are those good friends while those girls are there? There's a lot going um, on here. Of course, what I'm trying to say is your question... What I'm trying to educate you is the question isn't black and white. Uh You're assuming the question is black and white. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of gray area going on. Mm -hmm. I took it to someone um, last year, a couple of months. Don't say the name, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure if I got better or not. I I don't know. Well, then maybe try someone else because it shouldn't be I'm not sure if it got better. It's got to be this has gotten better or this has not gotten it's better. It's very hard to find someone good, and you got to run constantly. I don't okay. Know. Okay, let me ask you another question. She came up from camp last week with um, How about let's do something else. I think there's a lot going on with this daughter that you need a little bit more guidance how to deal with her. How about instead of sending her somewhere, I always call parents the master key. They're the master key to the parents, to the kids. Do you see how you're going three questions, one after another, you need guidance? You need tools. Not that you're the problem, but you need tools how to deal with her. Well, She's a little different than your other kids. To let me go, right? To let me pay. What? i got to convince my husband to let me pay. Ah, now uh. we go. Now, notice how many issues you're bringing up right now. <laughs> now you've got to get your husband. Why is your husband not aware of what's happening? 
and you don't have to go for pain. Stop with that myth. It's not true. I know people, we have people calling up the phone line with her and telling us the entire time they went to people in the centers and they got good help. Stop with that belief that you got to pay for good help. No, it's not true. No, I've tried centers. Some of them were horrible and some of them How were How many have good. you gone to yourself for just well, guidance? You yourself, how many have you gone to? I've gone to four. You've gone to four different therapists? Four. It took me ten years, and by the tenth year, I found someone. Very good. Okay. Now, with these questions, could you take it to, the tenth, to that tenth year? To now I need to pay therapist. for this person. They don't take any more of my insurance. I really don't want to go, you know, back searching for someone that might be good for me. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. I would say, I would say that uh, definitely. Is, hello. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen, what, yeah. What did you want to say? Please? I want to say that uh, you know sometimes we we pay for uh, many things. Sometimes it's worth to, to invest some couple dollars and couple hundred dollars and some thousands just to save. It's nothing that you know. You go to university, you pay. You go to uh, to the supermarket, you pay. You go to every everything is pay. And I'm not great, you know, a promoter to a therapist, but... Well, you know, you're actually against that pretty <laughs> much, but yeah, but you're but right. But I'm def- saying that's why I like you, because you're the middle ground, you're the balance, I'm biased. The, the, yeah, what the, are your thoughts? The, 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 you know, yes, definitely that when you go, you know, many people coming, and, and before also we had the question about that they, they listen to the phone line and read the book, and it's, it's like uh, I'm taking it like construction. You go to construction, you can read the books of construction, you know theoretically how to build and stuff. You come to the field and you don't know how to press the, the, the screw gun, you know. You don't know what, how it's working, you know, just you saw it in the picture, you saw it in the video, you saw it on YouTube. That's something that is very, very, uh, the experience, the thing that the peop- other people can show you, definitely three-dimensional in real life, it's a total different approach. You know, and the people thinking, oh, I read the book and now I'm a psychotherapist and I'm, I'm uh, Freud or Jung or, you know, whatever, Trotsky, whatever, you know. People, that's, it's not, it's a myth, you know. Have to st- have to realize that our, our, you know, with all our respect, we are still uh, small people and, you know, and we have to, to learn from other people. This is, this is things that, you know, and sometimes you have to invest a little bit. And you have problem with your daughter or with your son. Uh, this is something that uh, it's worth the money. It's worth the investment. And the, it definitely, if uh, you're short with money, I believe, I believe, great belief that the community can find you a, a, a replacement. And uh, it's not brand name. You don't have to be brand name. Just connect it. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much. Yep. And. Here, there definitely is a little guidance needed, and if you already have a therapist that you're connected to, that you like them, then go ahead. And if it's an issue, as you said, discussing with your husband, discuss it. Explain the importance, explain some of the issues that are happening with your daughter, and a little guidance in a couple of sessions with Siat Dishmai, you can straighten it out. Or if it's a little bit more deeper, the issue, then go ahead and deal with it, because these issues don't go away. They only grow if it's not dealt with. The number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Looking forward to, to taking Mr. your questions. Mr. M. Mr. M, you're on with me. Hello? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. 
Yeah, hello. Um, yeah, I have two questions. Um, I'm not sure uh, which to ask first, but uh, okay. Um, um, I have a shpuchu who has a. Uh, I have a uh, in-law who has a, a special needs kid. And, yeah. And uh, she's really uh, bothered by by this. I mean, she will not send them away and uh, and the homeless booker tries to, uh, that maybe you should send them away and Why? she's not uh, not agreeing and uh, he sits the whole day in, in home no school also not let's take a second what, what? what's the issue I want you to recognize what's the issue here there's an issue there's a special needs child the mm-hmm. mother does not want to send the kid away, and that's mm-hmm. the mother's choice. What's the issue? What's the issue? Yes, we I want are, to show uh, you. Are, you are, let me we, tell we you. Have, you know, uh, let me even give you the answer. Hold on, Mr. M. Let me give you the answer before the question. And this way you'll understand your question when you're going to re-ask. The, the answer is that the entire family over here is enmeshed. Enmeshed means everyone's taking responsibility. Everyone's trying to help out. And the goal is that the mother's not sending this kid to school or not dealing with all those other issues going on. Now the children are taking over the mother's job, and the kids are trying to protect the mother. The kids are trying to help the mother from falling apart. And in reality, that is hurting the mother, and that's hurting the son or the daughter. The kids need to learn how to allow the adults to make decisions and deal with their decisions. Stop protecting them. They're an adult. That's your mother-in-law. She raised your wife amazingly. Stop treating your mother-in-law like a little baby. And if she is not able oh, I'm to... Sorry. Oh, no, wait a minute. We, uh, no, right now we're talking of... No, uh, uh, in-law. I don't know if, um, uh, uh, like a brother or, or a sister. Oh, a brother-in-law. Uh, okay, I assumed in-laws you meant your, your mother-in-law, father-in-law. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Okay. So now, why are you guys asking the question? What do you have to deal with it? It's still going to be the same answer. We have real achmonas on, on her, and, 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 and it's, it's like a stone. <laughs> Wait, why do you have rachmanas? I don't understand. Do you have rachmanas on her when she's happy or this way? She's not happy. She's very, uh, she's very, but she, she says she's so, so attached to him that she not can um, send him away. So again, but notice uh, the words I used before was meshed. Meshed means that we're attached. Means if someone, let me ask something. If you have to put your kid to sleep and your kid's crying, no, I don't want to. I hate you, mommy. I hate you, Tati. Are you gonna say, okay, fine? You called me. You hate me. So therefore, I'll let you stay up till two in the morning. Then the next day you'll be fetchy, and then the kid cries every ten seconds. Here they bump themselves. Here this or that. Or will you say sorry? You got to go to sleep. Yeah. When someone's enmeshed in the system, it means you feel bad for, let's say, the sister-in-law, this brother-in-law, the sister, whoever it should be. You can't sleep because they are so connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what do you say? It's you the one that needs therapy. The family uh, members, no. if she wants to fall apart, let her. She might feel she's a Gatraya mother if she falls apart. Some women have that belief. Some fathers have that belief. They're only a loyal father if they kill themselves for the kids. And the more you try to stop them, the angrier they are. Yeah. Well, actually, she 
ladder f- fall apart even even if uh, even if she would uh, can have much a better family the whole family will let me ask you let me do, let, let's let's shift the question back to you because it's amazing how guilty and how bad how horrible I sound when you do that listen to your question your question was we should let this lady fall apart and and it's going to be our fault notice how you're now taking ownership let me shift it back to you what have you tried? How much have you tried telling this lady to please send this kid to school, get this kid a little out, breathe, and she didn't listen? Notice who's controlling here. That's very what we're teaching them. Yeah, very much. Good. So I want you now to see how you are the controllers, not her. You're not allowing her to fall apart. In other words, part of therapy is allowing a person to make their choices and to allow them to learn. Let me ask you something. When you have a mother, I'm going to share with you a real-life example that a therapist discussed with me. He said, what do they do? He uses peer supervision. They have someone that the mother, the couple is married for about 12 years. I'm not showing the real number, so I'm covering it up. And the husband's mother still does the son's laundry, will not let the wife do it. And they make the, the mother-in-law is making the wife feel guilty. You don't allow me to do my son's laundry. You're such a controller. What would you say to that, my friend? <laughs> I hear. Mm-hmm. What do you hear? What do you, what do you mean here? What I mean here is the same thing. You are not letting go of your sister-in-law. Allow her to have a tough time. Allow her to say, you know something, I can't manage with my kid. I think I need to send them to school. You only help someone when they ask for help. The first rule in therapy is when someone asks. Harvnissa, what do you yeah, say to yeah, this question? Because it sounds like I'm a terrible person here. Question, no, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Actually, actually, she, 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 she tries to lean, lean on, on, on some, of the, some of the family. Sometimes here, sometimes here. Actually, she, 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 she has a, a little, a little uh, instant, a lean. And that, that's also No, no, she wants you to help her way. Yeah, yeah. So here's the tug of war. She wants you to help your way. She wants, sorry, she wants you to help her way. You want her to get help your way, and each one's controlling over here. <laughs> and that's what we call codependence, and we've got entire programs. That's what we discuss the whole time. Notice how you're not sleeping at night because you want her to, or because she's making choices that you don't like or you can't deal with, and because of that, you're so stressed. You're owning her problem, Neville. Okay. Now, what, what would happen if do? you could tell her, tie your sister-in-law, or have your wife do it, because I don't know how appropriate it's for you to speak to a woman that way, but the concept is, we really want to help you. This is what we can do. You want us to hear you crying. We can speak to you, but like every day it's crying. It's too hard on us. We care about you. Maybe we get you a therapist so you can talk to how difficult it is. You want help with your daughter? Of course. We can help Mondays. We can help Tuesdays. We can't help every day. We can help on a moment's notice. When you start setting the boundary, this is what we can do. Let them grow. It's a family. Let me ask you the other way. Let's take it her way. This mother is feeling so hurt that she has a child that's got a disability, and now we want her to part from her. She knows the places will not be taking as good care, as well care as she is. I know in my family, between my mother, her sister, and her brother, 
my grandfather, the doctor said he's got less than three hours to live, and with, with the way they took him out of the hospital and in the house, they took care of him 24-7, and every nurse that they had there, he, had, he was able to live another four years. No one was able to believe. He was in the hospital several times. They got him out as quick as possible. And every time in the hospital, it was getting worse, and the care that they did. The care that a mother can give a child is unbelievable. And you want this mother to walk around with that guilt? A mother, a parent, has to say, I've done now my best. Now I need help. If you remove this kid too early or when the mother's not ready, it might even hurt or harm her on a stronger level. As a therapist, we need to clarify to the person, these are your choices. This is what we can help. I can't always go into your choices. But you need to recognize part, the large part of therapy. And one of the main sites they teach us in, this, in the social work process is called process. Letting things develop. Having this mother a little full apart so she could say, okay, now I'm ready to see what you're saying. Now I'm ready to separate. Mm-hmm. Yes, so what do you say, please? I, I've asked, I, think that, yes. uh, I think that we get uh, so many uh, issues about that, this program that everybody become a therapist by himself, you know, and yeah. make decisions. You know, this is something that's very dangerous, isn't it? And I really, uh, really, really thinking that, uh, as you say, that uh, I, I tell you, we was all, I know that when I had, I had facing my, my, my mother, rest in peace, uh, yeah. in the hospital, and every moment, everybody that's supposed to pass away, I'm telling you, this was very, very tough to all of us. And uh, really, and she wanted that somebody will give her injection. And she wanted to finish. And we had debate between us. And this before I was religious, before this, uh, to let us suffer or not. And Baruch Hashem, we didn't. You know, we, 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 she finished her life as as Akadosh Bahu took a life, but you know I'm telling yeah. you this is something that we have to take in consideration that we uh, uh, we cannot interfere with this unless really professional people that involve with this as uh, Mordechai said that is with all of, you know uh, we cannot be uh, judges and uh, for other people that we thinking what is good unless really we check it with the professional people. And the mm-hmm. professional people tell you that we need the mother to go through the process. In fact, I would be teaching you how to let go a little. And when the mother asks for help, be in a way that you feel comfortable giving it and safe and what you're doing with happiness. Mm-hmm. Would you want her crying and sleeping at night saying, you took away my child? And if something would ever happen to this, to this girl while she is in a, in a home or something and she'll be walking around blaming you for life? Mm-hmm. Would you want that on your places? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want that. And it might be the right thing for her, but till they don't realize it. Uh, That's the danger. Uh-huh. That's okay, why we thanks. need to allow people to grow on their own. We might need the other kids to say, Mommy, we, we don't have you. We miss you. Mm-hmm. We might have to get the other kids to be verbal. There's something called an intervention. When someone's got an addiction, you have all the family members get together, and everyone just shares their experience, saying, you think that because you're on alcohol or something, it doesn't affect us? Yes, it does. And many times you might have to have all the brother-in-laws or sisters or everyone get together with the parents and saying, look, we know Hashem gave you this huge Nisayan. But I don't know if you realize, but you're crying every day to us. Every minute you're needing help. You're needing financial help. You're asking our kids to take out. Every time you see us, you're busy telling us how lucky we are that we have healthy children and you don't have. 
The kids might say, you know something? Yeah, the kids might say that we don't have you, mommy. There's one sibling that has a that has a problem, but it's a, you know we can deal with it. We don't mind. We're not embarrassed. But we lost a mother. We need balance. The mother might have to hear it, but it's not just you. Again, here's where you need the professional to help guide you. But the, I would never recommend that you do it because you're going to have to deal with her blame, her anger. Do you want upset at you, the family? I know I don't want that, and I'm sure I still have that. Mm-hmm. Do you want a mother like that crying to Hashem, they took away my child? Uh, okay, thanks. Yes. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling in, and it's a great awareness. Harav Nissim, we have to Mrs. M. Mrs. M, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. You mean? You mean me? Yep, you, you. Okay, hi. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank you for your program. We really await your program every Monday. Um, we oh. can't wait till 8 o'clock to come, and we put on the radio with, like, excitement. Um, thank you. Thank you. My question goes like this. Um, I have a daughter that she's four and a half. She sucks her thumb. Hold on. Can we please go easy on me? Can we go gentle on me? Every time we ask a question under the age of eight, it ends up being a parenting question. And then I end up sounding like so mean when I'm not taking it. There are two questions that we just don't take, two subjects. One is a parenting question under the age of eight. And the second one is it's got to be family appropriate. That whoever's listening to this line for ear in public, and so far we hit both of those today. So I hear yeah, we don't take parenting que- questions under the age of, of eight because it's usually a parenting question and you need more skills-based guidance how to do it. All right? Okay. So thank you thank for holding you. I so long. It anyway. I appreciate that. Sure, Hatzlacha. And we're going to go to Ms. S. Ms. S. Hello? Hello? Ms. S., you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi, I'm so excited to be on air, um, I have a question. Hold on, let's first start with that. That is so nice to have you on air. I'm honored, that's so sweet. And this is Good. with the permission of the parents. Ah, and we got the parents' permission, thank you. Good. Ms. S., what's your question? Um, I'm a little nervous, I'm almost starting school. And um, I'm going to change class. So I'm a little nervous if I'll have friends and, like, like I'll be accepted in the class. Uh-huh. Wow. Now, what would you say if I tell you that every week when I go on the radio, I have a similar fear? I should use the word concern. Will people call in? Will there be questions that I can answer? What will happen if there's a question that might not be appropriate or something that isn't, or whatever? And there's that normal fear. So that means whenever we do something new, like going to a new class, that's so normal to have. Harvness, what, what would you say? This time, <laughs> we're talking about every time. Every time we have new stuff, every day that I get up in the morning and I have to start a new project and new stuff, I really my art beat and even just go to the car sometimes you know you just have the art beat starting pumping up and uh, but uh, uh, you know in a minute you start the ignition and you are you're already running and uh, not uh, I, I think that this is the very very normal and very I think that every time that my kids go to a new class or to new, left uh, 
the elementary to high school or from the kindergarten to the school. It's very, very tense. They don't sleep at night, they come in the morning. But this is very normal. Okay. Now that it's normal, and me and this both agree, which usually we happen to see eye to eye, I'd like you to think of some of your strengths that you have that can reassure you that you will message and be successful. So let's just look at this. Number one, you call them to a radio. You know how confident you've got to be to do that? You're able to do that, which means when making friends or going to a new place, someone that can speak up, someone that can be more verbal, someone that can be on a louder, let's say, you know, just more expressive, generally they will have more friends. So realize you can do that. Number two, you're able to work with your parents to call up, right? Because you asked your parents, they got permission, they spoke to Rav and he said, okay, they said, okay, means you know, how to, you know how to work with people. That's the next level for us to recognize, a strength that you have, that you know how to know, want something, and you're able to work in a team and get there. That's a huge second positive strength that you have, which again works with friends. And just... To remind everyone, the number to call in to ask your question or comment is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And just to remind everyone that we take questions of any question that you would like, but it should be of, if it's about a child above the age of eight, we don't take anything below that, as well as it should be family appropriate that we have children listening to these lines, and it should be appropriate for everyone to listen to. So that number is again, 718-683-5858. And we're going back to your question to Ms. S. So, so far we've mentioned two strengths that you have, right? Number one, you're able to call in. Number two, you're able to work as a team. And number three, do you know how clear you were? You asked your question, it was very clear, very concise. I was able to answer that. It means if you're clear, it's also easy to have friends. There are many people that go, uh, I want to go, and then they stop talking, or they don't finish their sentences, and then it just makes it difficult. Not that they can't have friends, it's just harder for them to have friends, and you are very articulate. You had a fourth strength is that you are also able to mention an emotion. I feel like this. I'm a little nervous calling in, or I'm starting school and I'm nervous. You're able to share an emotion. When you can say, I'm hurt, or I'm happy, or I'm excited, Friends like that. You're able to connect to people. Wow, I made you happy. I made you nervous. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then you can discuss it and work it through. Do you notice how many strengths you have so far? Yeah, but if they don't know, like, they don't know me, like, how could I get into them? Like, Well... Do you notice how clear again you are to the point and you're able to hold your ground? It means if you're able to say that I don't understand it, you'll ask it again. That's another strength that you have. And now to answer your question, if they don't know you, how will they get to know you? Here's where the process of time comes in. Let me tell you a secret, the difference between children and the difference of adults. If you ever see when adults go to someone's house and they have children going to the house, the adults knock on the door, they stay by the doorpost. Hi, how are you? Welcome to my house. And then the husband and the wife stand by the door, and the adults stand by the door until they get into the house, and then they just go to the living room and they sit there. And I've got a secret to tell you. Everyone is curious, what does the house look like? Are there, we see the dining room, what does the kitchen look like? Is there a living room? Are the bedrooms, what's the furniture? Everyone's curious what's going on. But adults will stay where they are. 
And it might be appropriate not to go all over someone's house or not to go all over. But do you know what happens with children? Within 10 seconds, oh, you're here, come, let me take you to my room, let me show you my toys. Within 30 seconds, the kid sees the whole house. There's an openness to children. And what I'd like you to recognize is that when you go to school, when you're going to go to a new class, if you're open, within three days, you're going to notice that you're going to like, that who you like, you'll right away make friends, there'll be someone that will ask a question, you'll answer a question, they'll come over to you, there'll be a recess, do you want to play, do you want this? And before you know it, there will be something happening. I know someone that went to two different day camps this summer, and they had the same thing. The first day they came home crying, I don't know anyone, by the second day they loved it. Because children have that ability to just make friends right away. And then when we become teenagers, like 17, 18, it starts getting harder. Then it starts being, this one, I can't say this, or I can't say that. But that's one of the beauties of children. They make friends right away. Make sense? Yeah. So I just want you to know, just to be relaxed, that start... And right away, instantly, Mert Hashem, I assume with the way you're asking your question, within three days, you should be pretty popular. You'll have it, probably three or four friends. All right? Normally, I say give it two weeks. With you, I say give it three days. I think one day for a... Well, one day. You got it. I I'm agree not, with I'm you. I'm sure about mm-hmm. it. So you have mine and Rav Nissen's vote, or I should say <laughs> Rav Nissen's vote, and one day you'll have the friends. I say Mert Hashem, max three days. With your personality and the way you're asking it, Lefidar it should be you should be very smooth. Just allow yourself to get it's okay to be concerned. We're all nervous. I'm nervous before a program. Rav Nissen every day when he gets up, as he said, he's gotta do new projects, new jobs. Yep. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. I am very impressed. And I hope Mertashan, your parents will continue having a lot of nachas and siyata dishmaya from you. Mr. Okay, Harav. We're going to go to Miss, Mr. A. Mr. A, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. Hello? Yes. Hello? Yeah, hi. Yep. Simple question. First of all, thank you for being there. And how do you get your nine-year-old to be more expressive of his thoughts and emotions? Whew. Okay. First Very question, simple. Are you expressive <laughs> Very of your simple. thoughts and emotions? Mr. Hello? A. Yeah. Are you expressive with your thoughts and emotions? Yeah, both parents are expressive, and the child just clams up and has a very difficult time expressing himself. All right. Then let's ask to many times, not many times, sometimes when kids clam up and the parents are expressive, sometimes the parents might be too expressive, which means are they sometimes bombarding that child with where did you go every minute, and why did you do this? And then before they can respond, there's already three more questions along the line. Is it possible that that might be happening? Um, I would have to monitor myself. Um, All right. You know, it could be. But in other words, you're saying just give him time to formulate his thoughts and emotions. No, no. What I'm saying is, uh, thanks thanks for reflecting that, because that's great how clear it is. What I'm saying is sometimes children might actually feel that you've asked me so many questions or you will attack me if I give my response that I'm just not going to say. It's safer not to talk. Which, and, and it could be that, let's, let's just make the assumption that since you're the father, you're not around that much the house, but many times the mothers are. And if the mother, let's say, has got a fear or concern, where did you go? Why did you do that? Maybe you should do something different. They're 
not allowing the kids to go through the process to talk. I've got that many times when clients come to me, especially the teenagers, and I just ask them questions. I'm not answering, and I just go, okay, let me just ask you, who is someone that tells you when they ask you questions, the minute you open up your mouth or you say something, they right away attack you, you did this wrong, you should have done it better. And usually they still won't answer, but you see their eyes light up, and then I go, bingo. Now, I don't know if it was a rabbi, I don't know if it was a teacher, I don't know if it was a parent, I don't know if it's an older brother or an older sister, if it's a grandparent or what, but I do know that if the child does not feel safe expressing themselves, they won't express themselves. <coughs> and I can tell you from my experience, let's say we dis- I discuss a lot with Rav Nissen, like we talk off-air a lot, and the ability that he creates in his family for his kids to speak to him about everything is amazing. So sometimes if we want our kids to speak, the greatest secret is for us to actually shut our mouths. It means we take a walk with our kid and we're just quiet. And you're quiet for about 30 seconds, then a minute, and it's torture. And then you're quiet for about two minutes and three minutes, and your blood is boiling. Why don't you talk? And all of a sudden the kid says, Ta, what do you, why is the moon that way? You know, assuming you're walking evening time or by day. Why did the grass grow like that? And you're going, it's such a mundane question. There's nothing to that question. Why can't you talk about problems that you have? And you just go with their conversation. One thing will lead to the next. So one of the ways that we get our kids to open up is to learn actually to be quiet. And in the quietness, it gives them the space to start opening up. Does, does that make sense? Yes, thank you. Wait, there, there are many, by the way, there are many solutions. This is just one of them. Another one might be that your kid might not be that expressive, and they don't have to talk so much. They could just discuss the issue, just discuss the topic. So they might want to go, you know, school with friends, not so much. Okay, fine. You want to discuss a little more? No, thanks for listening. That was great. And then don't push. Let go. That might be a lot. And then two days later, you can discuss. You remember we discussed yesterday about the whatever it should be, you know, about the school and the friends. Yeah, did it get better? A little bit and this and that. Oh, okay. And then don't push. Just remain quiet. Allow them to start opening up. Allow them to, to share. And one of the greatest, what, sorry, that's number two. And the third one, and then you can ask is the third one is sometimes share about your day. Have a walk with them and just talk a little about your day. You know, I had a little bit of a difficulty today. This and this happened, and and it was just frustrating. You don't lose respect. You actually gain respect. And, for example, if they say, uh, the child says, uh, you know, I ask him, how was your day in camp? Terrible. You want to talk about it? No. And you can rot the mood all evening, and it will not open up. Just leave it as be, or sure. how do you deal with that? Sure, and so whenever you'd like, I'm available. Maybe we're pushing too much. We've got to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just got to take walks with the kid. Take the kid on bike riding. Don't just be there when there's a problem. Just connect. Share some of mm-hmm. your difficulties. The next day you say, you know, I just had a difficult day today at work. I'm sure you had something. If you're in coil, wherever you have some difficulties, just share. And these are, and ask them, what do you think I should do? How do you think I should deal with it? Start letting them into your world. When we let others into our world, then they can allow us back into theirs. Harvnison, what do you say? We've got about a minute to yes. go. I think that, uh, you know, that it's very, sometimes very tough to, to shut our mouth and you know, I'm waiting this, but definitely it's patience is the most important tools here that we have. Patience and waiting for the right moment. And if you, uh, if you don't have it, so let your wife to do it, you know, and let somebody, you know, wait until they will open 
And I tell you that sometimes we have the famous joke about a kid that never spoke about uh, five years old, and suddenly, you know, everybody took the doctors, and everybody, nobody knows what happened to this kid. Everything normal. And one day the super and they said, "Mommy, the soup is cold." I said, "Why oh. you didn't speak about so uh, until now?" He said, "Everything was perfect. Why I need to talk?" You know. Yeah. So, but uh, this is the joke. But they're really that, uh, as Rabbi Mordechai said, it's really patience and listen. And many times it's very tough to a parent. Talk. I want to hear you talking. I want to listen to you. You know, just have to listen that uh, I know that many times it's like uh, I let my wife go a little bit uh, easy and I, I back up and let it cool down. I come from the camp with a terrible day. Asking what happened was ask there what happened. They don't want to talk about it. Wait a little bit. And, and, and later, I'm available. We love you. Just share with us. That's it, you know. And show them that you care about them. Show that you, that you, uh, you know, uh, that you are not their enemy or not the person that make their day miserable. You want to support them. That's the only thing that I, I would say, my, my, my suggestion as a parent. Yep. I happen to love that. That's it. For them to know you're there and not to push them to talk. Just hang around them. Share your stuff. And you will see how quickly your children open up. They just need to be given that opportunity to feel safe, that we're not pushing, we're not prying, that you're a human. And even when they have the problem, don't offer advice. Ask them, what do you say we should do? Okay. Thank you all for listening, for calling in, and looking forward, Merit Hashem, to have another amazing week. Merit Hashem, looking forward to be on next week together with you. Hatzlacha, have a great day.